Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. We hope our next guest won't be doing squats and pull-ups on Christmas Day, but who knows? Maybe that's what it takes to earn the title of Ireland's fittest man. Sam Stewart from just thinking of all the sausages we just had for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> we had our Christmas Day breakfast here. Thurman and I are still wearing Christmas uh, cracker paper hats on our heads. Oh, it's my! It's the most warm, wonderful day <laughs> of the year. Maria cooks us all oh. our Christmas show breakfast. Pudding on a hot plate upstairs. Rashers. It's so great. Because you know that there's hardly anyone here because it's so close to Christmas and COVID and all those things. Just as well, because the entire building smells of bacon. (laughs) So great. Anyway, that's why we feel a little bit guilty talking to Ireland's fittest man. Sam Stewart from Dublin is the only Irish person to ever compete at the CrossFit Games. And he's on the line now to chat to us about his 2021 uh, year and how he got the title, the fittest man in Ireland. How are you, Sam? Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I was just eating a lot of sausages as well. Oh, that's good to hear. The difference between you and us, Sam, is that you'll go to the gym and work off the sausages, whereas (laughs) Dermot and I will merely add to the sausages later on. We'll work on the sausages. (laughs) So, give me Ireland's fittest man. Uh, CrossFit is is, uh, a very specific type of uh, fitness. Can you explain CrossFit to us kind of easily and simply to someone who maybe doesn't understand it and has heard the name and doesn't really know what it is? Yeah, of course. So it's it's a broad kind of um, range of movements. So it could be anything. You could show up to the uh, gym one day. You could be doing squats the next day. You could be coming. You'd be running and climbing up a rope, walking on your hands. It's just a, a mix of everything to try and become as well-rounded of an athlete as you can. Yeah, so you're not focusing on a specific sport or skill or ability. It's trying to be have every part of you be as fit and strong as is possible. Exactly. So the old saying goes, you want to outrun the weightlifter and you want to outlift the runner. You want to be kind of well-rounded enough to take on any task. Okay, that's interesting. More more of a healthy approach, isn't it, to fitness in that you're, I suppose, to use that famously used word, holistic. It's more of a holistic approach to your fitness in that, as you say, you're, you know, you're exercising all muscle groups. You're not just going to the gym so you can have massive arms and then, you know, skinny legs. Like it's, you're working on the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you could look at any kind of body type, and you'd say, "Well, okay, that guy just trains arms." Or you look at a runner, and you can you can tell straight away that they just run. It's kind of that um, in between that middle ground where you're you're healthy and you're uh, capable for pretty much everything. Yeah, and so capable is an interesting word to use because the way the CrossFit Games work when you go to any of these tournaments around the world is. It's not like when you prepare for the Olympics or prepare for any sport and you specifically go, I know today my race is going to be this or my match is going to be this or whatever it is. Isn't it the case that when you go to a CrossFit Games, you really don't know until the day of what it is you're going to be physically asked to do? Yeah, exactly. So often it's kind of, they kind of pride themselves on being the uh, training for the unknown and unknowable and just being prepared for whatever they throw your way, which kind of, which makes sense in the sense that if you're fit enough, you should just be able to take on any task. But then in the other way, you can't really regulate the sport and send it to the Olympics if you don't know the, if the events are <laughs> yeah. going to be consistent every so, year. So what kind of curveballs have been thrown at you then over the years? Um, so this last week I was in Dubai uh, competing at a competition and then a few days in advance they announced that we'll be going to be running up and down an indoor ski slope. Dermot, you've so, been on that, haven't you? The ski slope. In Dubai, yeah, I have. Mm. It's in a shopping centre. 
It is, exactly. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah. So you um, ran up and down that ski slope. Exactly. So I packed all my uh, sunwear for Dubai, my sunglasses and everything. And then they say, look, you're going up and down a ski slope. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have to somehow get some cold gear. Oh, so how many times did you have to run up it? Because, I mean, it sounds kind of, you know, in Irish terms, if you imagine, oh, it's in a shopping centre. Yeah. It's like, you know... like 20 a, feet tall. Yeah, children's play area. This thing literally feels like you're on the side of a mountain. It's ginormous. Right. How many times did you have to go up and down it? In the first workout we did, we had to go up and down five times um, with, a, with a ski erg kind of thing in between. And then the second workout we did, we had to put a weight vest on, so 10 kilos strapped to us, and run up the, the very top and back down as fast as we could. And sort of whatever about running up, which obviously everybody would know, would just, your legs would just be burning. How do you safely run down a very steep indoor ski slope? That's a good question. I wish <laughs> I could uh, give you an answer. But um, it fell down a lot. A lot of people are saying they slid down on purpose, but... I think the uh, difference between sliding down on purpose and falling over is I had no strategy to fall over. <laughs> okay, so in, in, in a competition like that, obviously athletes from all around the world will come and compete. Um, I think you, did you finish 14 in that the, that's, last week? Exactly, yeah. Well done, that's incredible. I mean, these are the top athletes around the world competing. And I know, aren't you going to the CrossFit Games uh, later on, is it next year? And you're going to be competing against people like Matt Fraser and Rick Froning and these people who are literally at the top of the CrossFit tree. Yeah, so next year you'd have, I'd have to re-qualify um, for the CrossFit Games. There's no guarantees you can get a okay. back in or anything like that. Oh, that's a so bit the process mean. Would be like you have to go through loads of... Uh, that's a bit mean. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so you have to do like an online competition. You have to film everything you do. Make sure you're not cheating. That'll qualify you to a kind of another online stage where it's a bit harder. Then you got qualified through to an in-person um, event in Europe. So top 60 in Europe split into two competitions of 30. And the top five from each of those get to go to the CrossFit Games. Okay. What's the age spread? Well, obviously you're 24. What would be, like, what's the oldest would you say, see if yourself and Dave still have a chance here. Um, you know, how, how old does it go? And, um, and do you compete against women as well in the same categories or is their competition separate? Um, so as old as it goes, there's loads of masters categories. So it goes up to people in their 60s in different categories. But in the, in the main division, I think the oldest guy last year is about 37. Okay. And um, the great thing about CrossFit is women get paid the same amount. Like there's, they probably almost get paid more through sponsorships in the CrossFit space. There's, um, they do all the same workouts, just at different weights than the men to scale it appropriately. But um, there's no like uh, pay gap or anything. It's everyone that earns the same amount or has the opportunity to. And is that prize money effectively you win from CrossFit for qualifying and for competing? Exactly, yeah. Okay, because I suppose that's the other thing about it is that CrossFit is like a, it's a company, it's a brand. It's not like a necessarily I mean it is a type of fitness training but it, it is literally a brand and they have their as you said their profits and losses And Is it a bit like the way Ironman is a brand but obviously it's a competition in itself Yeah exactly so that way there's no um, so it's just a brand so there's no like government funding or um, international teams or anything like that so it'd be hard to see uh, it in the Olympics or athletes getting paid professionally without sponsors or stuff like that. But that must make it's it tough for you, though, Sam, that like if you need to go to Dubai and compete, I mean, I know you're getting 
pay to, to when you're there. But I mean, it's still got to be a tough road in terms of sponsor. Every athlete we talk to talks to us about sponsorship and how difficult it is to get it. But if you're not getting any funding at all from the government because it's a company, then yeah, it's got to be difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's um, like I think my car is ready to explode. You know, it's um, it's hard to make any money. Uh, <clears throat> the only way you can is you know you kind of have to work on your unfortunate as is on your social media. Most brands look at that more than your achievements. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, how, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. And um, I have a few brands that help me. Um, but also at the same time, I do a bit of coaching and personal training and some, I, I like program workouts for people as well. So mm. uh, you have to kind of work alongside your sport. CrossFit gets a little bit of slagging because of just, I mean, there's those jokes, you know, how do you know if someone does CrossFit? Don't worry, they'll tell you. (laughs) There is the sort of stereotype of the CrossFit person who just wants to talk about CrossFit and nothing else. Is that the case? Oh, definitely. There's definitely some uh, people like that. You know, I think it's a lot of people that are fresh into it and they've just discovered it and they're, they're just obsessed. They're just really getting into it and they're kind of just excited to uh, tell everyone about it. But um, I think when you've done it long enough, it's just a part of your daily routine or you don't really care enough to um, go on about it. So <laughs> I'd much. level the same criticism at sea swimmers who, you know, will absolutely never let you go <laughs> past them without telling you they've been for a swim in the sea. So it's totally <laughs> the same. Yeah. Um, come here, having watched some of the stuff on Netflix, I know Netflix has a couple of series about like, these CrossFit, as we said, the top level elite guys who, and there are documentaries about them and the CrossFit games, you can watch YouTube stuff on that. Like, did that kind of exposure, is that what brought you into it? The fact that you saw it, like, I mean, I know Dermot, for example, watched the Drive to Survive F1 thing and all of a sudden is now dying to get behind the wheel of a, of a Formula One oh, car. I'm, I'm ready, Dave, I'm <laughs> ready. But yeah, was, was, that, was that your way in or were you always into fitness, Sam? Um, I was doing martial arts as a as a... I was like an 11-year-old, and then when I moved into secondary school, I was fortunate enough that my PE teacher was into CrossFit, and he was able to uh, kind of make it cool and show us the uh, show us the way. Mm. And then I just kind of stuck with it throughout school. I did work experience at a CrossFit gym. I stayed the summer, and I just kind of kept training. But again, those documentaries are definitely uh, massive in kind of my motivation back in the day. You see those things, and you're like, wow, that's so cool, and they make it look so epic and stuff like that. But I guess that's the 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 film magic. Like it's that's the one day of the year where they are <laughs> put on a pedestal. The rest of the year they're sweating, you know, in pain, just feeling miserable after a workout. But you know, it's uh, sometimes it can definitely be all worth it when you, uh, I guess, mm. get featured on that. Well, can can anyone at any age take up CrossFit within reason? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's a, definitely a stigma where it's like, I need to get fit to start CrossFit. Yeah. And that's one of the things the uh, Netflix series doesn't do well because it's it's literally the 0.001% of the top athletes, you know, in the whole world. It's it's not showing or put any light on like everyday people that could join. You know, it's most people, 99% of CrossFitters are just average Joes, you know. They um, just want to... Do, do something to get fitter. All the movements you see there, there are people walking on their hands, they're running up hills, they're doing um, climbing ropes and lifting weights. You know, that's all well and cool, but it, that's kind of the sport side of things. There's also just the everyday fitness side of things as well, which is a much more toned back and um, smart approach to uh, training. 
Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we wish you the very best of luck, Sam. Great to have you representing Ireland at CrossFit. I can't believe there's so few. Like, you're the first, you're the only Irish person to ever compete at the CrossFit Games. That's a hell of an achievement. Well, there's two others I should, I should mention. There's a, there's been a few others. That's uh, not entirely true. Oh, well, you should have just let us say it. Sounds, <laughs> sounds even cooler. Yeah, I probably should have. <laughs> Sam Stewart, Ireland's fittest man. Thank you very much for talking to us today and have a great Christmas. You too, guys. Thanks for having See me. See you later, Bye. Sam. All the best. Bye-bye. I know my wife did, did CrossFit for a while. She absolutely loved it. Then just babies and schedules and all yeah. that kind of stuff got in the way. But uh, yeah, she was quite fanatical about it. Yeah, I think there is a real genuine kind of community around CrossFit. Like, you know, when you go and you get kind of, you know, like anything, get indoctrinated into it, you then become very close yeah. to the people who do but it. Like. I think it's all about kind of pushing your own limits and your own personal best. And I think if you're someone who has never felt particularly strong, that if you start to do something like CrossFit, suddenly you really surprise yourself and you mm. feel, you carry yourself differently and you, you feel different about your yourself because, you know, I definitely know. you a CrossFit know, t-shirt on and you're... CrossFit t-shirt and you're posting about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling people in the supermarket, yeah, I benched uh, 56 kilos today. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.